Ja, und jetzt zur goldenen Nika. Ein Trommelwirbel für die diesjährige Nika. And now the golden Nika project goes to Attractor Studio in Semantica Productions. A team of two seats. Masakane aus Afrika, das heuer den Digital Humanity Award bekommen wird. Unraisable Character Series by Winnie Soon aus Hongkong in AI and Life Art. Erstmals in der Kategorie New Animation Art an Iron Kim. Preisträgerinnen sind in Linz und stellen sich dem Publikum und heuer wieder in der Post City. On June 12th, Ars Electronica announced this year's winners of the Golden Nikas. Actually, it was in essence a rather straightforward press conference. Bitte im September sich das an alles live anzuschauen. Vielen Dank. A teaser for the festival. So I decided to jazz it up a bit to give it some of that Oscar night feel. After all, the Golden Nikas are essentially the Oscars of Ars Electronica. And the official ceremony in September, during the Asa Electronica Festival, will stand its ground against any Hollywood Awards night. As part of the festival, there will be a gala evening at the Bruckner House in Linz, held in the Grand Concert Hall. It's an invitation-only affair, and for many of the arts, culture and research sectors, this event serves as traditional reunion, a chance to see and be seen. Everyone congregates in the foyer, wine glass in hand, discussing the festival. What they liked, what they didn't like that much. The concert hall fits its cool 1,400 people, and that's where the speeches, performances, program highlights, and of course, the award ceremony takes place. In addition to the trophy, the golden Nika, the winners receive up to 10,000 euros and the award-winning works and pieces can be viewed at the Post City, which is also my destination today. My name is Sarah Grisha and over the past weeks and months I've had conversations with artists, researchers and of course the creative people at Ars Electronica to learn more about this year's festival theme, Who Owns the Truth? Who Owns the Truth? The Ur1 Festival podcast for Ars Electronica. Episode 2 Art in the Lab. It's early June, and the Ars Electronica Festival is kicking into high gear. My adventure starts right where it got cut short in the last episode, at the locked doors of Linz, Post City, this year's main venue for the Ars Electronica Festival. Luckily, the festival's artistic director, Gefried Stocker, isn't just up for a chat about the festival, he's also got the key to get us inside. Graffiti tags cover the walls leading up to this tiny, easy-to-miss door separating me from the vast, sprawling halls of the post city. The graffiti is intriguing to Gerrit Stocker as it adds a new layer to this decade-old patina of this building. You can still spot the old signs and handwritten notes from the postal employees scattered all over the place. And remnants of various arts festivals are also pervasive. And this year, 
Gerfried Stocker says. This year, also Electronica is making its mark again. It won't be long before these halls are teeming with people. Cleaning, planning, setting up. The festival team is on their marks. But you wouldn't know it from my visit. There is this crazy silence hanging over the huge empty halls. No power yet, either. The flashlight function on my phone finally proves its worth. I feel a bit like Harry Potter now, only I'm waving my phone instead of a magic wand. A feeble light in the face of the massive, sprawling walls of this old post-sorting center. It's enough to see where I'm stepping. But it doesn't quite reach all the way up to the top of the hall. That's where these massive spiral slides, the ones I'm standing in front of, start their descent. And yep, you can totally slide down, as long as you're cool with getting a little bit dirty, as Gifrit Stocker explains. He's got this been-there-done-that look in his eyes. But obviously these spiral slides were actually made for packages. But hey, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead a bit here. But of course, we also went all the way up to the fifth floor. And to give you a sense of how massive these slides are, we tossed some pebbles down and listened to them clatter all the way to the bottom. The Post City, as the venue for Ars Electronica, provides the perfect metaphor for this intersection of past and future. The massive, silent machines, which once were the beating heart of this monstrous operation, now stand as quiet reminders of our tech-driven past. And with a festival, past and future crash into each other in a powerful mashup. This blend of eras asks us to take a look back and a leap forward to dig into where we've been, to rethink where we could be heading, and to wrestle with the big questions that frame our relationship with technology. Who owns the truth? I shout in the empty rail hall. The former terminal station for trains to load and unload packages very many times served as a concert hall, Gerfried Stocker explains, as he remembers past festivals. And this is in the end of fantastic acoustic the Bruckner Orchestra was playing here. And at the big moment of the piece, the main gate swung open and a diesel train rolls in, tooting its horn. Another time, there was this huge industrial robot right in the middle of the orchestra. Its AI was crunching the notes, figuring out the music. And the robot was basically dancing along, molding its movement to the rhythm of the music. Und dann an die Musik sich anschmiegen zu tanzen und zu bewegen begonnen hat. The visit to the past of previous festivals seduces nostalgia, but also helps to shape ideas for the future. Perhaps this place is perfect for presenting this year's winning project in the Digital Humanities category. It's all about celebrating projects that boost cultural exchange and collaboration in a digital world. This year, the project Masakane clinched the title. Masakane is Isisulu and loosely translates to 
we built together. Which is a grassroots, bottom-up driven project from many, many people in, in, in many African countries are working together on this, dealing with natural language processing, large language models from the African perspective of the whole languages, all the numbers of languages that are spoken in this world 2000 are coming from Africa. Almost none of them are represented in the large language models that are so super hype right now. This also limits, I think, in a very fundamental way what AI actually can do for humanity. Because AI has this very wonderful power to be much larger in terms of, you know, what kind of data, what kind of realities, what kind of information can you work with, can you reflect them. So if we don't use this very power of AI, that it also can connect us with different realities, with different ways of living in a conceptual, philosophical way, in a traditional way, but also in an economic way, then we really lose out of many of the possibilities that AI has. And this project is, I think, really a wonderful example of how you can counter this. And the only way to counter it is to take it in your own hands. AI is something that basically would need to be absolutely global, common good and nothing else. At some point, I stopped keeping track of the doors we go through. Keeping pace with Gefried Stocker, I squeeze through tight scaffolding, roam through vast halls, or climb on crates to gingerly tiptoe among the gigantic conveyor belts, which used to transport packages. At the hall's end, back on the solid ground, a massive white square is painted on the wall. Another relic from a festival past. Da war 2017, glaube ich. Refik Anadol, der jetzt dieser Superstar ist mit dieser großen... Refik Anadol, now a superstar media artist, well known for his data sculptures and immersive installations, and whose large picture wall at the Museum of Modern Art, MoMA in New York, is highly praised, had one of his early versions of this work displayed right there, on the wall in Post City. After two hours on our stroll through Post City, we finally made it to the top, the fifth floor. Right in front of me is a former control room, a transparent little house that's seen its share of the action, being part of a performance as an artist was in there, working with black powder no less. And as you might have already guessed, the house kept the audience safe and sound, as Stocker explains. I'm too proud to admit that I have quite the anxiety about heights, pretending to soak up the stunning view. With the mic in one hand and my phone's flashlight in the other, I can only mentally grip the railing. Staying close to the wall, eyes on the floor, I follow Gefried Stocker to our final stop, the roof. And what happens next is a bit Alice in Wonderland-ish. We need to duck to fit through the small grey door and in a blink we are in a different world. Mosses in various colors from deep red to green with grasses and wildflowers sprinkled in between. A botanical diversity that I would have never expected has flourished here, shielded from human interference. And it was, as you might have guessed, part of a festival once upon a time as well. 
even though, or maybe because the specter of a shopping center looms over this untouched patch of nature, we do our best not to trample the ferns, mosses and plants that have carved out their own life here. The view over Linz rooftops is breathtaking. Right in front of us is Linz main station, flanked by weekend houses. They've now been sitting empty for over a decade, Stocker tells me, since the city was certain it would start remodeling the area. And then we both just stand there for a while, taking in all the impressions. Also, I mag den Blick sehr gern. Du bist mittendrin und trotzdem sozusagen über den Dingen. We are right in the middle of the city, yet above it all. From the post-city roof, the theme of this year's Ars Electronica festival, Who Owns the Truth, gets a whole new perspective. The expansive landscape shaped by technology, culture and unused space, reveals how winding and complex the search for truth can be and underscores the importance of tackling today's big questions from different angles. From the festival folks to the creatives showcasing the work to the visitors, everyone brings their own version of truth and shapes the collective dialogue through their interactions. Of course, there's also gatekeepers, companies that own infrastructure or, for example, social media platforms. They have the power and the ability to pull all the digital strings, influencing perceptions and shaping opinions. And that's what the next part is about. <laughs>